Hi everyone and welcome to the latest edition of Grecian's Gossip, joined by David Byron. Hello. And Jamie Hawkins. Hello. A um, few bits to cover today. Um, I thought we'd start off with the um, look back at the Haybridge Swiss going quickly. David, you were covering the match, yeah. am I right in saying? Um, 3-1 scoreline, but not overly convincing from what I've been hearing. Uh, they got the job done at the end of the day, but they weren't the most fluent of wasn't the most fluent of performances. It took a while for the first goal to come. Um, as soon as the first goal did come, I thought you know that that should be pretty comfortable now, and they got the second shortly afterwards. But then uh, Haybridge found a, a way back into the game, and it wasn't for an awful keeping mistake. They you know they could have put some pressure on late on. Um, so I think it was job done more than anything for City. I'm not sure where anyone look, will look back on it and as a, you know, a, a classic performance or anything like that. But at the same time, this time last week, we were sat here saying it's a, you know, a, a no-win situation for City to be in. You know, if they, if they win convincingly, it's what they were expected to do. If they lose, it's a disaster. So uh, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, that all they could do is win the game, and that's what they've done. Mm. Was it a case of some nerves at all, do you think, against low league opposition? Or did Haybridge just deserve some credit for, for playing well? Or? I thought Haybridge played quite well. Um, I don't think Haybridge were particularly great, to be honest, um, but you know, they, they are an on league side and you have to give them credit for the way they sort of defend against City. I think it was just, it wasn't really nerves, it was just almost, a lot of the time they, they just seem to overthink it, you know, they had a lot of time and space and you know, they perhaps play the wrong pass or perhaps delay playing a pass and it would end up going wrong. Conditions weren't great again, but you know you, you can't keep blaming the conditions and for, for a poor performance, really. Mm. Jamie, what did you make of it? Yeah, I mean, as Dave said, I think in the first round, it's all about just getting through, getting the result, no matter what. Um, it's always a, a danger of coming up against a non-league side, especially in Haywood, who I think were the lowest-ranked side left in the competition at the time, mm. so there's always that huge potential upset and banana skin but yeah like I said it was all about just getting the result um, you know the performance really wasn't great which is worrying as it was virtually a full strength city side um, you know there was a huge sense of relief when that first goal went in um, and then from then it was fairly comfortable going to and I went, okay they brought one back but you know they didn't look a threat at all really to be honest but um you know, it was just worrying, really, that we struggled. Well, it was 3-1 in the end, fairly comfortable, but a fairly flat performance, um, you know, in in a great competition, um, in a game which I think everyone, myself, was expecting, seeing that team to, you know, to wipe the floor with them and ended up being, you know, an unconvincing win. So it's great to obviously be in the hat and be in the, the next round, but, you know, I think it's... It's got to be looked at performance-wise for me. Mm, sure, and in the bigger picture as well. I mean, some stuttering league form, and then not necessarily convincing win in the in the cup. Where do you think City are at the moment? Yeah, it's, it's a difficult one because I've been recently. I went to Mansfield the week before, and it was not a great performance again, but managed to to scrape a draw. And then before that, there was that pretty horrendous home loss to Port Vale, which was one of the worst. City performances I've seen for, for quite some time at, at home um, so I think you know it's it's a difficult one because I think the the main topic I think is the the strike force of Rue and Reed and, and Jane and Stockley which I think is pretty evident over the last few weeks it just really isn't working um, you know Reed's 
really dried up his goals and it's gone quite a long time now, quite a few weeks and you know it's just not working and, and something needs to, to give I think, um, you know needs to make a, a change or two up there, I think the tactics have, have changed, um, resulting to perhaps slightly more direct now in recent weeks. Um, you know, so it almost seems quite negative, really, how different it was at the start of the season, winning, you know, top of the league unbeaten, winning every game at home 1-0. And, you know, it's, it hasn't gone completely flat because it's still in a great position in the league, of course. But, yeah, I think the fans are perhaps getting a little agitated and frustrated at the performances. Mm -hmm. David, yeah, I mean, Stockley and Reid, we, we've been here before, haven't we? We've discussed this <laughs> exact thing in, in this very room. Um, I, I mean, do you agree that they're not sort of performing as they, they should be together and do they have a, a future together? I think it, it just seems to lack fluency at the moment, to be honest. That, that's sort of the main issue. We, we have seen that they can play together, you know, they played well against Morgan together. First half of Luton, they were both sort of unstoppable together. But it just doesn't seem to be happening enough at the moment. I think part of that is down to the service. You know, there's only so many times City can hit the ball onto Jaden Stockley and he can win a header, and it'll, you know, most of the time it won't go anywhere near Ruben Reed, and that's because they're playing too far apart. But at the same time, it's too obvious that the balls are being played long, and the the opposition defence can can sort of nullify that in a way. Uh, I think they do have a future together, but for the time being, I I, I think you know it is time to. To perhaps take the pressure off Reed a bit, he he's not scored in ten games, and his touch that was the the thing that surprised me on on Sunday. His touch was, was nowhere near as good as it used to be. He you know the the ball was there was one time in the the first ten minutes where Stockley nodded the ball down to Reed, brilliant opening, threw on goal, and his first touch was just so heavy the ball rolled past the post. Mm. So you know it was. It, that was a concerning thing, and I think he could just do with a, a bit of a break. And we have seen how good he can be off the off the bench, you know, as an impact sub. And I, I think he's too good to play that role on a permanent basis. But it could be time to, you know, if City do have to chase a game, just send Reuben Reed on and and put them under a bit more pressure later on. Mm. How would you see Cliz changing it around? Um, I think he'll stick to four four two. It seems to be the the you know the the in vogue formation at the moment, and Perhaps to swap Liam McAlendon for for Ruben Reed because swap, right? yeah. yeah yeah because um, you know Reed and McAlendon played well up front at the start of the season but at the same time Stockley's one get one getting the goals at the moment so why not try him and McAlendon up front because at the moment Reed and, and Stockley seem a little too similar and a little bit disjointed up front together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. Jamie, you agree with that? Yeah, I don't think there'd be much harm in that. I think, you know, we saw towards the end of last season when Reed was pretty much coming off the bench nearly enough every game and, you know, he scored a few goals as well. He became pretty much a, a super sub in a way. So, you know, to have a player with his calibre and, and quality on the bench is still, you know, great to bring off um, at any game, you know, at any point in the game. And, you know, McAlinden, I really feel sorry for him, actually, because he's done really well this season. His, perhaps his, his stats might not agree in terms of goals, um, but, you know, he formed such a great partnership with Reed at the start of the season, providing those goals for, for Ruben. Um, but, you know, we, we saw when he came off on, on Saturday, runs and runs, like, almost he had a point to prove, perhaps. Perhaps, you know, frustrated at being left on the bench quite often, which is understandably so, and playing for the under-23s. But you know he he's a hard worker. He runs his socks off, and 
in a way that's something that City perhaps lack recently as, as Dave said on Saturday there's no real Sunday sorry there's no real urgency in the, in the team um, they seem to relaxed and laid back perhaps it's because it was against a non-league side but I think you need someone like McAlinden or Holmes or Edwards who incidentally were all the subs that came on on Saturday to to run at defences to have a go because you know on Sunday when Moxie was was coming forward and Taylor the big bang were urging them to run on and, and take players on but it's like they were too scared and hesitant so whereas McAlinden you know he'll he'll give it a go and you know he's certainly a, a player that I rate highly and I don't see why he shouldn't be starting at the moment. Mm. Okay, well, interesting interesting times. I guess the upshot of the weekend's performance is ultimately the City are in the next round. As we said, Forest Green Rovers, um, their next opponents. David, you think they'll be hoping to make it through that one? Oh, expecting? definitely. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not sure you can really say, say expecting it. It's about, what, three weeks away the game and... I think we really need to see how City play in the next three games or, or four games or however long it is before we get an idea of you know whether they can expect to go through. But I think they've definitely you know having beaten them earlier in the season already and beaten them quite comfortably. I think you know it's definitely a tie. They should be thinking we've got no worries about winning this. Mm. Jamie, confident? Yeah, I mean I was there earlier this season when we won three one and Forest Green were pretty poor um, to be honest. They, I mean all the goals kind of came from, from mistakes but um, you know City were very very comfortable um, although I think it's changed in recent weeks I think they've picked up form a bit so expect a tougher game but um, you know when you look at the draw of the teams that we could have played it was probably a, a tie that most City fans would have would have wanted What was the food like in the press box? Was it as good as we <laughs> It was excellent <laughs> it, was, it was really really good it was a nice mac and cheese very good There you go oh, yeah. um, uh, David, you quite up with Jake Taylor, didn't you? I think I'm right in saying. So let's listen to what um, he had to say about the uh, about things. Yeah, I think the the main thing was the result, and you know, getting through to the next round was what we wanted to do before the game. We've done that. Obviously, it was it was never going to be easy. They were always going to be really up for it. Um, they've had a good season so far, a great cup run. So it was nice for us to to get there eventually. But they did make it hard for us. So fair play to them. Yeah, you have to show plenty of patience, didn't you? And just keep on trying working those opportunities. Yeah, I think, you know, it's a, it's never going to be an easy game, especially when, you know, they're playing for so much and, and you know, we um, yeah, we had to be patient and, and thankfully the, the goals came, you know, through set pieces, which are vitally important in the game as well. So, yeah, it's nice to nice to get um, get through to the next round, but we, they didn't make it easy for us. So. Yeah. Um, Jaden gives you the lead with just running at the near post and, and getting ahead to the ball, doesn't he? A good finish. Yeah, you know, that's what Jaden brings to the team. He's a, he's a very good finisher, obviously very good in the air. Um, and our set pieces this year have been very good, so it was, it was, it was a good time to get the more they have to play for, which brings their spirits up. But I thought we we were very professional today and um, we got the job done. You've got to give uh, Haybridge a fair bit of credit because you go 2-0 up and, and they just kept battling, didn't they, and, and find a way back into the game at 2-1. Yeah, I think they were very lively first half. You know, they had a few chances, um, and then obviously going two 0 down is, is hard for them. But then t- to come back and to score a goal against against the runner play sort of thing was disappointing for us. But obviously it shows that you know, they're they're doing very well this season. So you know, as long as as long as we continue to keep working hard, I think the um, the next goal is always coming for us. Must be pleasing to be in the second round draw. Any thoughts on you know, who you'd like 
you guys so as a home tie? Yeah, I think anyone at home, to be honest, um, you know, it's a good competition to be in. Um, you know, the, the further the, you go on in the round, you know, the big teams come in and, and you know, it sort of gets a, gets a bit more exciting for the fans and stuff like that. But it was really important for us to, to get through to the next round and, and we did that today. Thank you, Jake. All right. Yeah, uh, Jake, Grimsby next. So, you get back to league action, you're looking forward to it? Yeah, really looking forward to it, obviously. Um, you know, having a, a week off with, without the league football is, is a bit different, but, yeah, we're really looking forward to it. Um, you know, they're doing all right so far this season, and it's important we get back on track with a win, so... And I guess that is key at the moment after going a few games without a win to, to try and get those three points and get back back sort of back into the top three. Yeah, definitely. I think you know we've we started the season really well. Um, you know we've had a couple of iffy results, but you know it shows uh, the great character we've got in the team after Mansfield as well. Coming back to get something out of the game was really good. So our home form has been quite good. So as long as we can continue that, then I think we'll get a good result on the weekend. And uh, the second goal today, you, you claim that as a die. Yeah, well, Jaden was behind me, called Jacks, and then I left there for him. <laughs> exactly. Right, that was Jake Taylor there talking about uh, things coming up. Uh, Grimsby at home this weekend, so back to league action. Um, David, how do you think? Uh, how do you think this one will go? Um, I think it'll be a low-scoring game. Grimsby don't score many, but they don't concede many either. And City have hardly, you know, been free-scoring in recent weeks. So I, I think it's going to be a tight game, but I, I can see City coming out on top. You know, I, I think they've got enough in their, their tank. They might not have won in four league games, but you know, you look at some of those games, and apart from Port Vale, they are all difficult games on paper. So I, I think this is, you know, a real, really good opportunity to, to get back to winning ways. How much do they need a win? Do you think? I don't think it's a must win, but I think it'd be, you know, quite good to get a win just to, to sort of calm any fears that you know are there after after going four games without a win. I think I'm not. I'm, can see a few fans perhaps overreacting after the game if they don't win or if they lose and pressing a panic button but I think it's far too early to, to do anything like that. Mm. Jamie, are you confident heading into this one? Yeah, I mean, like Dave said, I'm not expecting a, a top quality you know, advert for League 2 football <laughs> match. Um, Russell Slade come up against this size numerous times. He doesn't really play attractive football but you know, he's one of those just tries to get the job done. Um, so it's going to be a difficult, difficult game. Um, they might be hard to break down. They'll probably come for a, for a point, which I'm sure they'll take. Um, but yeah, it would be a good morale boost um, to win. You know, as I said, as as good as it was to win on Sunday in the cup, the you know the post-match reaction from the fans wasn't particularly pleasant in a way um, with the performance. Um, so a win would be good because it's you know been a couple of games now after that Port Vale loss and the Mansfield draw to to get that win and and head into I think it's Chesterfield the week after bottom of the league a team you'd fancy three points against so um, yeah it'd be great to get back to winning ways. Mm. Can you see Tiz? I mean we discussed Sockley, Reed, McAlinden, but can you see Tiz making any other changes in the other areas? Um, possibly. I, I mean I was. Almost a little surprised at how strong a team he played on Sunday, considering you know the quality of the opposition. But you know, in a way, there was not many games. You know, it was the last game since then. So I think that's the main issue: the the attack. Um, obviously, he's shaken up the you know the defence recently. He brought Kane Wilson in at, at Mansfield, and he did very well. Obviously, he got sent off. However, but um, you know, I I don't think anyone. Who played on Sunday themselves any any harm in terms of you know they played that bad they're going to get dropped so 
No, I wouldn't see too many changes for me, but the main issue would be uh, the strikers. Mm. David, I, mean, I don't know if you know anything about fitness and anyone's who coming back and missing out, but again, any changes from Tiz that you can see? Um, perhaps Lee Holmes coming back in. Uh, his has been, you know, his absence has been more fatigue-based injury than anything too serious, so having sort of come off the bench in, in two games and impressing in both those games, you know, with a week between games, I think, you know, he could perhaps been in line with a start with a start. Um who for though I'm not too sure, perhaps Craig Woodman, who is another player who's been suffering from sort of fatigue injuries. He could drop out with Moxie moving to left back. But other than that I can't see too many changes to be honest. No. Mm-hmm. Prediction? Uh I'll say one nil city. Jamie? I was gonna go fast, so I'll say two one. There we go. Okay, then. Um, just want to finish off with a quick, um, quick question. Um, listener's question from at ECFCJJ. He asks, uh, "Will we see more of Jack Sparks in the near future, David?" Um, possibly. I, I think it's perhaps too early for him to be starting too many games. He is still only seventeen, but he, you know, he's, he's impressed in the the games he has played. Obviously, at the end of the month, we got a a Jack of Trade Trophy game coming up against Chelsea. We could well see him starting that. Because you know he's featured in, in the other checker trade uh, game tra- uh, trophy games, um, and he's you know he's been a regular on the bench, so uh, you know I, I think we'll we'll perhaps sit in, continuing to come off the bench for now rather than sort of starting because you look at City's wingers, and even though City aren't playing the best at the moment, you know Jake Taylor and, and Lee Holmes and Dean Moxie and and Carl Edwards probably all, all deserve to be ahead of him in the pecking order on merit. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Jack Sparks has done nothing to sort of harm his, his sort of potential or his, his reputation recently. Mm, sure. I guess we know that Tiz isn't necessarily a manager sort of buckle to popular opinion, is he, and sort of chuck a youngster in there just because he, he looks good. But, Jamie, I mean, would you like to see more of Sparks? Yeah, it's almost a strange one because he did so well at the start of the season. Um, I remember when he came off at Swindon um, early on and... He was brilliant the last 20 minutes or so. He showed so much confidence and he, you know, had an absolutely brilliant shot from about 35 years old, which hit the post. Um, So, yeah, I think a lot of fans after that game were hoping to see him in more first team action. But, um, like she said, it's Tisdale who makes the team, not the fans. And, you know, I think he's still, you know, he's only, what, 16 still, so he's still growing, he's still learning, he's still going to get plenty of opportunities. And as Dave said, it's pretty harsh to, to, to drop someone like Holmes or Edwards, Moxie in, instead of him. But um I think yeah, you just gotta be patient with him. Um, you know, you got some more checker trade games coming up. Um so he'll get more time in that, I assume. So uh, yeah, I think it's just perhaps being patient with him, which I'm sure Sparks and Tisdale are happy to be with. Excellent stuff. Well what's this space, yeah, see yeah. See what happens. Brilliant. Right, well, that's um, that's everything from us this week. Um, join us next week again for another episode.